what if I told you you could have peace in the midst of all this chaos? Let's get into it. Yeah, we got that hypnosis. Mm-hmm. This system of this this wicked system, this Babylonian mystery criminal syndicate system uh, has people in a slum. Have to get out. Only get out to be free in your mind. Shalom, 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 ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, and welcome to another episode of Jacob Seed Podcast, where the diaspora speaks. I am your host, Yermiyahu, and you have just entered into one of the best, if not the best, in my opinion, maybe I'm a little biased, I don't know, the best podcast on the airways. You're not going to get anything like this anywhere else. When it comes to talking about the African-American community, you're not going to get this content nowhere. There's no other podcast that's going to tell our African community that they are, in fact, the seed of Jacob. It's in the name, Jacob Seed. You're not going to get anywhere else. So if you've been rocking with this podcast, if you like this podcast, please share it with five people that you know, your friends, your family, your loved ones. Um, so that they can also get this content as well. Um, thank you guys for for rocking with Jacob Seed for this this whole time. It's been some years now. Uh, we're approaching episode one hundred. What? Yes, episode one hundred. I can't believe it myself. I can't believe it myself. It's been a long road. It's been a trying, winding road. Um, I've stepped away from the podcast, came back to it, stepped away to it, away from it, came back to it, um, just to find out that this, in fact, was the calling that the Most High had in my life um, to have this podcast for whomever would listen to it um, and have a positive impact um, on our people, letting our people not just know who we are, uh, because it's not just not just about identity. Uh, I think that's a uh, a trouble that we get into. We focus only on identity, or we focus on identity way too much. When the focus should be obedience to the Torah that the Most High God gave us on Mount Sinai through his wonderful prophet Moses. And if you're a Messianic Hebrew, a Messianic Israelite, you understand that Yeshua uh, amplified, he was wrapped in the Torah. He perfectly walked out the Torah for us as an example right here on earth that we can all do it um, and be obedience to the God that we serve. So I thank everybody just for joining in. Thank you for your support. Um, if you don't do it already, please follow us on social media. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Jacob C 12 at Jacob C 12. You can also find us on YouTube. If you just go to youtube.com slash at Jacob seed. Um, so let's get right into all these things. Um, as the preview stated, and even as the intro music stated that you have to have peace in your mind, you have to be free in your mind. And sometimes that is a hard thing to do, um, in this current chaotic climate that we have, right? So, uh, we have global pandemics going on still, they're still pushing that stuff down our throats. We have social injustice going on. We have a climate crisis, rent's too high, Gas prices are high. Inflation is going on. Uh, interest rates are rising. So even if you wanted to refinance your home, refinance your car, you really can't because the interest rate is just going to be terrible. Um, it's just so much stuff going on. And then outside of all those outside pressures, I'm sure you, you know, 
people have issues going on with their personal lives, with their relationships, with their husbands, with their wives, girlfriends, boyfriends, kids, mothers, fathers, brothers, all this other stuff going on. And it feels sometimes that we're pulled in all these different kind of directions. Um, and it, it, it causes stress on our mind. But you can be free in your mind in the midst of all of that chaos. So let me give you five quick trips uh, tips, I'm sorry, on how to be free in your mind in the midst of chaos. Um, and these come from, you know, like I always give you stuff. It's this website called exploringtherapy.com. So I know a lot of us in the African-American community do not like to discuss therapy, but therapy is, it's good for you. However you get it, whether that's going to a therapist or whether that's amongst friends, you have a consistent circle of friends that you can talk to and discuss things about and bounce things off and be honest and open and vulnerable to, those are the forms of therapy that we need, right? So however you getting it, please get it. Uh, but here are just five tips from a psychologist on finding peace in the midst of chaos, all right. And of course, with all this scientific stuff, I'm going to mix some scripture up in there because they're not going to be discussing scripture. But that's what it's all about. The scriptures. I love the scriptures. So it says that um, it's vital to remember that peace within yourself is possible in tough times like these. Here are some ways to help you protect your well-being when you feel like the world is crumbling. So for those who like to take notes, I will one through five. I will just say what it is. So number one is looking for stabilizing forces, looking for stabilizing forces. So if you're in the midst of a storming sea, um, if you're clinging to what is solid, clinging to what is solid can help you stay sane. Uh, seeking out sources of stability and comfort is a way to help you foster peace within yourself. And the crazy thing about all this is that stability can be found in the most mundane of comforts. So whether that's rewatching your favorite TV series, uh, whether that's baking your favorite chocolate chip cookies, or whether that's just calling someone that brings you comfort, whether that's your grandma, your mama, your father, um, whoever that may be. But uh, what I like to think about is um, <clears throat> focusing our attention on the most high, because we know Isaiah 26 and three says thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. So it's, it's not just about finding those mundane comforts, you know, watching your favorite TV show is good. Because I tell anybody, you know, if I, my comfort food is some ice cream and I can continue to watch the show The Office over and over and over and over and over again. That's that's just my comfort. That's my go to. But if I really wanted to be comforted, right, if, I'm, if, if my mind is really in a chaotic state, the stabilizing force, the, the most stabilizing force that we can have in our lives from a religious standpoint is the most high. And if we keep our mind stayed on him, uh, the prophet Isaiah promises that, that he will keep us in perfect peace. All right. Uh, number two. Being mindful about what you consume. So in order to have peace in the midst of chaos, number one, we must look for stabilizing forces. But number two, we have to be mindful. We have to be mindful about what we consume. So check this out. Speaking of social media, be very mindful, a.k.a. careful, selective, intentional with the people. That's very important with the not just social media, but with the people and the media you allow in your world. 
because everybody doesn't need to be in your circle. I learned this very early um, in my college years that I don't like drama. I don't like drama. So I could have wild out in many ways and a little bit I did wild out in college, but not in the ways that you would think a small town kid coming to a big city will wild out because I quickly found out that the girls that I could have wild out with are full of drama and I wanted no parts of it. I'm a man that chases after peace, peace and peace alone. And I find that peace in the person of the most high. So, uh, how do we, how do we, how do we seek this out? How do, what does that look like to be mindful of what you consume or who you consume? Right? So, Be mindful of the people and the media that you allow in your world. Your space is your space. You own your space. So if you don't want nobody in your space, you have that right to tell someone, I don't want you in my space. And you you find the right type of way to communicate that with that person. Right. You have a relationship with them. You know how you need to communicate with them. Um, You are the one who allows certain media into your space. You pick up your phone, you open your laptop, you go to Facebook, you go to Instagram, you go to YouTube, you go to Twitter, you go to TikTok. You don't have to do those things on a consistent basis. You can close your laptop. You can turn your phone off or at least put it on silent so you don't get or or, or don't have the notifications going off all the time. Right. So that you uh, and you can you can most phones now, if you have a premium iPhone or Samsung or any kind of Android, you can program your phone to where uh, you have notifications silenced for a certain amount, certain certain time of day. So say two or three hours before you go to bedtime, you don't want to get any notifications except for the people maybe on your favorites list in your phone just for you know emergency purposes. You can do that on your phone so that as you're going into your sleep, as you're going to bed, um, you can focus on more things, read your word and not be um, distracted, right? So protect your boundaries by just simply saying no. This isn't the time for you to put up with people who drain your energy. Or to say yes to things you really don't want to do. No is a very powerful word. It's a word once I turned 30 that I found out that I could start saying. Because I used to say yes to everything. I used to be stressed out. But when I found out that I could say no, it changed my whole world. So just because someone else wants to talk about negative things happening in the world doesn't mean you need to participate. Sometimes you just get overwhelmed with the, the political stuff and the social and the social justice stuff and the stuff at your job and whatever. Sometimes you just don't want to sit down and not say anything, and that's okay. So if those conversations don't make you feel better, you probably shouldn't be having them right now. Also, say no to watching too much news. One way people deal with traumatic problem events is to seek control by obser- obsessing over gathering information, overexposing yourself to distributing images and hearing Uh, The stressful play-by-play usually doesn't help you feel better. Being informed is one thing, but once you know the information, do you really need to scroll through every single story or watch the news for hours? To cultivate peace, limit your news intake to less than 15 minutes per day. And I would say when it comes to things that we consume, I would look at Psalm chapter 1. Verses one and two, and it says, "Blessed is the man that walketh in the counsel of the un- blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful." 
but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doeth he meditate day and night. So to be mindful about the things we consume, we have to be mindful about the social media we're consuming. We got to be mindful about the people that we allow in our circle. We got to be mindful about the 24-hour news cycles that we're, that we're consuming. But we also have to be mindful about uh, uh, meditating on God's word each and every day if we want to have a peaceful mind. So uh, number one, we have looking for a stabilizing focus. Number two, we have to be mindful about what we consume. But number three, we have to rid ourselves of stress chemicals in our body. Check out what Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and 8. He says, For bodily exercise profit little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that is that now is and that which is to come. So even Paul would admit, Shaul would admit that exercise does profit you something. He said it didn't say he didn't say it profits you nothing. He said it does profit you little. So it does profit you something to exercise, whether that's a home exercise, whether you go into the gym or whatever it may be. So uh, why and what ways are, are exercise profitable? Look at this. It says stress leads to the production of stress hormones in the body. These hormones help you with the fight or flight response designed to help you survive in stressful environments. Without physical activity, these hormones remain in your body and cause harm over time. So if you have a job that is uh, uh, sedimentary, meaning you're sitting down in front of an office, front of a computer all day long, and you're not getting any kind of physical activity that is damaging to your body. And we know that our body is just not our body, but according to 1 Corinthians, that our body is literally the temple of the Most High God, if you're a believer um, in the apostolic writings. The body is the temple, that, that, that and that's not even a New Testament uh, concept if you read some of the uh, the writings of the sages even before the new testament was written be before the time of yahshua that was a general thought within the um the the community of the jews in that time that that because the temple was gone right so before the time of ezra came and the temple was renewed they understood that god ha was housed in our bodies um so that's that's not a new thought but that, anyway that's another podcast for another day it says taking care of your body almost always helps your mind feel more at peace if you feel anxious your shoulders feel tight yeah y'all know what i'm talking about or if you have headaches or stomach aches connected to stress about the state of the world uh try going for a walk try going for a jog go work out on the gym whether it's home or or at the gym or take advantage of any type of physical activity singing creative expression Physical intimacy, if you're married, laughter can also help relax your fragile nervous system and feel more at peace. Even if you put on your favorite music and just dance around the house, I do it all the time with my kids, get active some type of way because that releases those bad hormones, those bad uh, stressors in your body and it helps your body to relax, helps your muscles to relax. And I mean, it helps you stay fit in a way as well. Um, so number four, that was number three. So number three is to get rid of the stress chemicals in your body. Number two, be mindful about what you consume. Number one was looking for stabilizing focuses. But number four, it says, get help, share the struggle openly with others. And this is where a lot of us fail at. A lot of us can, uh, we can stay focused on something that is positive. Uh, it ain't nothing for someone else to cut some folks off and to go on a social media um, fast. Some of us are already active and we exercise, but a lot of us struggle 
in silence. And we feel that we are the only people that are going through this struggle, whatever your struggle looks like. And we don't understand that you're not alone. What's happening to you is not happening in a vacuum, which means that it's not just happening to you, but it's happening to other people. But when we only when we have the fear and believe the lie that it's only happening to us and that we should feel this huge amount of shame because of that, then that doesn't allow us to seek help where we need help. And and, and it makes us struggle in silence and struggling in silence is the worst thing to do, because when you struggle in silence, that's when you start believing the lies of the enemy. That's when we start falling and sinking and drifting into things that are not of God. We need to be open and honest about our struggles so that we can get help. Since humans are designed to be in a community, even the most high when he made Adam said it's not good for man to be alone. Well, these scientists would agree with that. And to overcome difficulties with the support of others. If the world is feeling like a scary place, if you don't, if you don't keep those feelings to yourself, reach out to friends and loved ones for support. Be open and honest about what is worrying you. Don't be so focused on uh, participation management or uh, perception management or maintaining an unrealistic image of perfection that you're afraid to be vulnerable and honest. If leaning on your loved ones feels hard, start with opening up with one trusted person. Therapy, like I said in the beginning of this, is a fantastic resource for those seeking more peace. Seek the support of a therapist or a mental health professional to help you process the complicated emotions that can come from anything going on right now and teach you techniques and tool, te- excuse me, techniques and tools that are uh, that are peace fostering as well. Right. So James would say it like this or Yaakov. He says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Confess your, your trespasses to one another so that we can be healed because we know we can pray for one another and the righteous brothers, the righteous sisters that are around you, their prayers availeth much. So seek out some friends, seek out some family members, especially if you have some people that are in the way that you can talk about your struggles without, without judgment. And sometimes that's another thing. So you may be the one that's struggling or you may be that trusted friend, that trusted brother, that trusted sister that someone that is struggling is coming to. Don't be so quick to give out advice. Just let that person rant, vent, or whatever they have to do in order to get that stuff out off of their chest. And when they ask you for advice, then you give it. You ain't got to be Dr. Phil right off the bat. Let that brother or sister process on their own. Because sometimes just talking through something with somebody, you talk yourself right into your own solution. So allow that person space for that. So we're getting to our last thing. We're getting to our last thing. It says, number one was looking for stabilizing forces. Number two was be mindful about what you consume. Number three was rid yourself of stress chemicals in your body. Number four was get help, share the struggle openly with others. And number five is focus on your power and your strength. One of the best ways to cope with feeling powerless is to focus on your power. Bring your attention to the many things you have control over. Even focusing on small areas of control like your breathing, the clothes you wear, 
or what time you wake up can be a helpful beginning for fostering more peace in your life. Remember, too, that there are always people who can bring comfort and help. There, uh, there is a cause that's meaningful to you that you can raise awareness for. Uh, is there a person you know who is suffering right now that you can help in some small way? Even more powerful than looking for, for, the, for helpers is becoming the helper. I'll say that again. Even more powerful than looking for the helper. So looking for your own personal help is actually becoming uh, helping somebody else. So in helping somebody else, sometimes you can help yourself. If you harness your stress and use it to do something that feels meaningful to you, it's bound to help you feel a greater sense of peace. Finding peace in chaos can be elusive when it feels like the world is getting worse. But I hope these simple strategies help you remember that no matter what's happening in the world, you can have more control over your well-being than you think. And I would say that when focusing on our quote-unquote power, I look at Psalm uh, 121. Psalm 121. It says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. So the power that I have is to call on the God that I serve. David continues to say, My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is my keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil, and he shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in in, uh, from this time forth even forevermore. So in focusing on our power, the most power that the people of Israel have is to be crying out and calling upon the God that they serve, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Because in the grand scheme of things, we really don't have control over anything. God is sovereign. He has complete control over any and everything. And whatever you're going through, beloved, it's because God has trusted you to go through it. He knows that you have enough strength. He knows that you have uh, enough fortitude. He knows that you have enough bandwidth mentally to go through this. And here's the beautiful thing about it. Sometimes he make, it allows you to go through things not for you, but for somebody else. Because probably there's somebody else coming up behind you that he's going to bring into this more excellent way that you maybe have to go through some things, have to iron out some things and maybe go through the tough things just so when it's time for your family to come in, when it's time for your friends to come in, when it's time for your spouse to come in, they don't have to go through those bumpy roads because you have already, God has already allowed you to smooth some of that stuff out, right? So just know that if he's taking you through, as James says in James chapter one, count it all joy. When you face many trials, because they're producing something more greater and weightier within you. So to recap, number one, look for stabilizing forces. Number two, be mindful about what you consume. Number three, rid yourselves of stress and chemicals in your body. Number four, get help, share the struggle openly with others. And number five, focus on your power and your strength. And the, um, the verses that I, I went through for the first point is Isaiah 26 and 3. For the second point is Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. For the third point is 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 8. For the fourth point is James verses, uh, James 5, 16. And for the fifth one, it is Psalm 121, 
uh, that whole psalm. So I pray that this episode bless you. I pray that if you are having a tough time in your mind, you're, you're, you're having a hard time focusing, having a hard time getting peace. I hope that this episode was able to help you out again. Um, you can find this podcast on, um, uh, shoot, where can you find this podcast? I don't know. You can find, you can find it on Spotify or any of, uh, anywhere you get your favorite podcast at whatever platform that looks like. Again, you can find me on um, Twitter. Um, you can also find me on um, Instagram at Jacob Seed 12 at Jacob Seed uh, 12. So anyway, as always, I pray that you seek the truth. I pray that you find the truth. I pray that you live out the truth. I pray that you inform others about the truth. It's been another episode of Jacob C Podcast where the diaspora speaks. Your host as always, Yermi Yahoo. Peace and shalom. <laughs>